from the big screen to the small screen and everything in between. This is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Screeners. This is Chad. I'm Chris. I'm Josh. I'm Melody. And I'm Daniel. And we're back to talk all things media. As usual, we'd love to hear from you, our audience. You can email us at ScreenersCast at gmail. You can follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. Look us up on Facebook. Join in the conversations that we have there. Search for The Screeners. We're excited to have a discussion this week about the Oscars and a main event that's been months in the making. So with that, let's get into Jump Cuts. Jump Cut. All right, guys, so this past week was a huge event in Hollywood, the Oscars, and I'm excited to be able to chat with you guys about it. We're going to have a little bit of a roundtable discussion, so we're not going to go name by name by name. We're just going to talk about a topic, and if you have something you want to contribute, just jump right in. What I want to do just briefly is talk about the major awards first, let everybody who may not know who won, um, let them have an idea of, of who won, and then we'll jump into discussion. So... Let's talk about the major awards from last Sunday night. So actress in a supporting role went to, I don't even know how to pronounce her name, Alicia Vikander uh, for The Danish Girl. Um, Actor in supporting role went to Mark Rylance uh, for Bridge of Spies. Actress in a leading role went to Brie Larson in Room. Actor in a leading role went to Leonardo DiCaprio for The Revenant. And Best Picture went to Spotlight. Called it. So those those are the major awards. Of course, there are many, many others. I think the big winner for the night was uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Right, guys? We excited about that? Daniel, how do you feel about that? That was incredible. It's essentially swept the technical yeah. awards, which was fantastic. It was pretty obvious that that was going to happen from the get-go, but yeah, I thought that was incredible. Cool. My, my biggest shock there was uh, Mark Rylance. I did not expect that one. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. Yes, that, that was going to be my next question. Is, is your biggest, some, some shocks for the night? And so was that one of your biggest shocks, Daniel? Was uh, Mark Rylance walking away with uh, supporting? Yeah, no, that was definitely the biggest shock of the night. I think it threw off pretty much anybody's uh, predictions there. Yeah. No doubt about it. I, thought, I honestly thought Sylvester Stallone deserved it a little more than Mark Rylance. But, I mean, he was a good number two for me. I thought Mark Rylance was fantastic. But it was definitely a little bummer to see Rocky not walk away with it. It was a Dad. total bummer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> it was because Mark, Mark Rylance was great. And he was in, in, in our prediction segment. I, I said he was definitely, you know, 1A and 1B. But if you look at the performances side by side, his his performance is so muted and so restrained that it was hard for me. I mean, I loved it. And I think he's a wonderful actor. And his acceptance speech was probably my favorite of the evening. It was yeah. It was just really... Very heartfelt and, and genuine and, and wonderful. But yeah, I mean, you know, Rocky, Rocky, it's, I, you know, I love me some Rocky. And I was just, <laughs> I was hoping to get for Sylvester Stallone to get that moment on stage, not just because it's a career achievement, because I thought it was the best supporting performance uh, that was nominated. But it just would have been nice that after all of the years and the and the decades he's been in Hollywood to see what that moment could have been like. So I was, I, I honestly was a, a little disappointed. Any other shockers for the evening? Things you were like, what? What was that all about? I have one. If nobody else does, well, anybody else want to chime in? There was the whole part about how Mad Max swept all the boring technical awards, but didn't get the one it arguably deserved, which right. was vis- visual effects. 
Like, yes, really? that was going to be my that was going to be my shocker. Yeah. Who would predict that Ex yeah. Machina would win for the best visual effects when it's up against? Let's see here, what are a the movie things? that is entirely visual effects? Well, The Martian, yeah. Star Wars, and Mad Max. Like you've got those. What? That's crazy, right? That doesn't it, make sense. I but that's, agree. That's awesome for the industry, though, because that's easily the lowest budget movie to win best visual effects in i'm trying i'm looking back here i i have to guess it's been 20 years since since a movie of that low of a budget won best visual effects so that's really cool for the industry that a, a small film like that can win best visual effects yeah, yeah. and i think but, that goes back to to what i was what i said last week about it's sometimes with the academy it's not the best but it's the most and I think in all the other nominees in that category, the, you can see all the visual effects on the screen. But the thing about Ex Machina is that it, at no time did you, do you ever doubt that you're actually watching AI. I mean, it's, it yeah. is, was a wonderful, wonderful job. It was just a different kind of thing. So I think that's probably why I won. Well, I think, yeah. too, Ex Machina, though, the visual effects were kind of – some of them are really great and some of them weren't so great. In fact, even the, the little reel that they showed as he, they were bringing him on – the um, secondary android woman when she pulls the skin off of her face. That doesn't particularly... I mean, if I'm looking at that, I, I don't think that is a best visual effects winner as, as far as like all films of last year. It just didn't... It was a little strange for me. I, Chris, I I've had enough of your hatred believe. of Ex Machina. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm just saying, like when you look at things like Star Wars and The Martian and Mad Max, those ones, man, those are incredibly... Anyway, I just thought it was really odd. That was my biggest shock for the night. I literally stood up when that happened. I was like, what is this? Ugh. I'll say that one of my favorite tweets about that moment was uh, Kelly Oxford, who's kind of a Twitter comedian. Her response to that was, I'm so happy Ex Machina won for visual effects. I literally forgot those AI bodies were not real. Seamless. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, one of the th- one thing that also I, it was not a, a shock, but one thing that I, it all of a sudden when Mad Max swept like four or five technical awards in a row, kept my, winning. I, I got super excited because I thought for sure that George Miller was going to get director. Yeah. At, at that point, I was like, "It's going to happen. It's going to happen." And then it didn't happen. So yeah, and, and cinematography, bummer. cinematography for that as well. Like I felt like there were so many other, you know, technical awards. Now, what did you guys think about the Revenant taking away? best director honestly i mean that's it was very close between mad max and revenant like i, I don't know I, I don't think that's a that's uh that was given poorly i think it was definitely yeah. deserved for the revenant i would have loved to see it go to mad max but I, I don't think it was a bad choice by any means so now many of us in fact all of us on the podcast did a ballot right we filled out uh, who we thought were going to win so who won out of that i think melody and i tied at 18 did anybody get more than that I don't know that I even counted my no. vote, to be honest with no? you. No? You didn't? I got 16. You guys won. You got won. 16. Okay. We won. We won. We won at the party we were at, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know yeah. that one so, thing that I one yeah. thing I did on my form, I looked at it <laughs> earlier today, was I don't know what I was doing. I got I was just in a hurry because I was, as you guys know, on the show, I came from an event and had to fill it out right before the show. Uh, the show was already an hour into uh, into before I could actually you know, start watching. So I was doing it very quickly. And I got in this rut where I started picking The Revenant, a movie that I do not like, <laughs> for like three or four of the technical things when I meant to check 
Mad Max. Like this oh, is no. honest to goodness truth. Sure. Like if you look at, no, listen, yeah. Yeah. look at my form. You can it's see it. It's like Chad moment. no it's a hanging it, Chad. Literal. You need to go look <laughs> at it. It's got like four or five picks for the Revenant for like all these technical awards. And I don't know <laughs> yeah. what I was thinking in my mind because I. So you didn't win, is what you're saying? Well, yeah, I don't know. Definitely, I don't know. you did. I got so mad when I saw that I did that that I really didn't count. I was like, <laughs> I'm yeah, pretty I'm sure you can't go back and change it. So true story. Sorry. Well, we to follow up just a little on what Daniel was saying about director, I, I actually do think, I don't think it's a bad choice. I do think it's the wrong choice for director because I think cinematography is a slam dunk. Revenant should have won cinematography every day of the week. But I think the cinematography, I think Inuritu is getting a lot of credit for the cinematography in that movie, whereas I think George Miller was the singular vision uh, behind everything that was great about Mad Max. So that's all. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That, I was I was talking about cinematography actually, so I I actually fully agree with everything you said. I think yeah. Mad Max should have won that. Yeah, I agree too. I I think I, I was glad. I mean, it made a lot of sense too. Mad Max took away film editing, which that yeah. is definitely a heavy part of that as well. But I I feel like. That directing bit, George Miller really should have should have been uh, had taken that away, and that would have been an amazing win. But at the same time, Mad Max took away the most Oscars of any movie this year. It was like six, right? I believe. Yeah. Yep. So that's a that's a pretty impressive feat for a movie that many people would thought was just going to be like a throwaway thing, a cash grab of a sequel slash reboot, and it turned out to be an Oscar winner. That's and a, that's a pretty crazy. Don't thing. forget, it's Josh's favorite movie it of is the year. Josh's I believe it was his number that. one on one of his. <laughs> Is it number one or number two, I think. Uh, all right, guys. So let's talk I about yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's talk about the big winner of the night, Best Picture. Uh, I think this is a shock for everyone except for Daniel, right? No, not for me. I called no, it not for me. I, I, it too. I picked it for writing and picture. Nice. All right. All yeah. right. Yeah. So Daniel you guys picked the big short. I was short. going for a long shot. I was going for a long shot. Okay. So, so, oh, so it was it was Chad that picked Spotlight. You picked the big short. You said Daniel. Was that I it? did. Okay. All right, because that I was Daniel's too. favorite movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's how we do it. <laughs> I picked the big short as well. I I fully expected it to be uh, the the best picture. Just seemed like such a wild card. No yeah. one could predict who yeah. was going to win this. And I think most of these movies were really fantastic this year. I mean, I. I I actually enjoyed these movies this year. Most of the time, I feel like when I go see the Best Picture nominees, I feel like I'm going through like drudge and, you know, I'm going to be, you know, in pain most of the time. But most of these films were really quite good and fun. And <laughs> I hate it when art. they make me watch these artful films. I know, right? Well, <laughs> this year they were artful, but I think. Acting. Here's what my point is, is that I feel like these movies were genuinely entertaining this year, more so than most years, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, where I, that's where I came at. So that's why I felt like it was just a wild card. I just had no idea what, what to expect. Anything else you guys want to talk about? I want to talk a little bit about the actual ceremony itself, because we haven't discussed the actual ceremony itself. But before we get there, anything else about the films or awards um, that were given away on, uh, on Sunday night? I would just say documentary for me this year. Uh, I thought the f- the full length documentary category was one of the because I I love documentaries so yeah. so much and this is one of the strongest five that that I can remember. I don't think Amy was the best documentary of the year. I think I think the best documentary was probably The Look of Silence, which by the way is on Netflix. As is Cartel Land. As is What Happened, Miss Simone. And uh, so you guys, if you if you haven't had a chance to watch those, you need to add all of those to your queue. They are unbelievable in each in their own way. But uh, I, I just, 
The Look of Silence. Do you guys remember the movie The Act of Killing? Joshua Oppenheimer was also nominated for Academy Award a couple years ago. You guys remember that? I do, yes. Yeah, Yeah, so this is like his follow-up to that movie. And what he did was he took... He took one of the surviving family members that whose family had been affected by the the genocide when they were eradicating communists, quote unquote. It was uh, they have him go back and confront the people that are actually still in leadership and power in these villages, and it is unlike any documentary I've ever seen, and just so powerful. It sounds like it's a bummer, and it is to a degree, but it's also hopeful. Wonderful, wonderful movie. So documentaries, if if you can get, and I think Amy is on Amazon. I think as well yeah so i yes. think you can see all of these so got you should definitely go check these out because they're they're wonderful awesome great anybody else uh, want to discuss anything about the nominees or the awards at all well, also pers- wasn't wasn't a surprise at all but brie larson won best actress which uh i just wanted to keep bringing attention to her as much as possible <laughs> i don't think that Fantastic. was a surprise to anybody no but. it wasn't at all but it was <laughs> very the well biggest, deserved. the biggest yeah. surprise there was that the entire time hearing the name Brie Larson, I had Allison Bree's face in my head. And so when she got up to accept the award, I was like, wait, that's not. That's but, not. Oh. <laughs> They're different people. Okay, so let's move on now to the actual ceremony itself and talk a little bit about the hosts and the pop and the circumstance of the evening. So let's talk first about Chris Rock. And then also tied directly, I think, to that is the Oscar so white controversy that was happening before then. So what did you guys think of uh, Chris Rock's performance uh, in the evening? Did you guys what were your reactions as you were watching the show? How did you guys feel uh, that he did? He is in close contention with uh, Ricky Gervais for the record of most uncomfortable awards jokes ever. And I loved it. I loved (laughs) I loved almost every minute of his hosting. I yeah. mean, the Girl Scout bit was, you know, it was the cutesy bit that they always do in the middle of the Oscars, so whatever. But he was funny. Okay, all right. He was funny. Anybody, anybody else have a... I feel, go ahead, Melody, sorry. I, we were, you know, with a group of people, so for a while, like, we're all laughing and finding it awkwardly entertaining, but I don't know, for a while, after a while, for me, I got it got pretty old and pretty just inappropriate in my mind so that's my personal opinion but it was funny for a while really which parts uh maybe it was just more getting old that was the problem like it just it stopped being funny after a while yeah i i think for me the opening uh his opening monologue was funny it was a bit just okay we got it yeah yes we've got it we've got it we understand but then it, it just kept it kept coming like especially the oscar so white the all that that whole thing obviously i know he has to hit it head on and that's fine that's okay but there are some points and i think rightly so they went way too far in the other direction and uh especially when he did the main on the man on the street bit that felt yeah. really just like off color and strange and like what are you trying to say with this bit <laughs> like are you trying to say that black folks don't enjoy artful films it was just very no, strange trying to say weird regular weird. people don't always no. watch the same movies that the academy wants to award like no, i don't i don't i don't think so i mean he, the, the 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 bit just took it in i mean if you go back and watch it and I, I did again just because i felt like yeah i, I felt really strange like it, it just seemed as though they were saying you know this this group of folks don't even know what this movie is you know what i mean like this you know movie that had made a lot of money at the box office i don't even know what that is it just seemed a little really strange to me it was like wow why would you want 
why would you want that juxtaposition with what you're trying the point you're trying to make anyway that that was the point for me that seemed like a a little bit of a okay we, we we've gone too far you're trying to hit this from too many angles we understand where you're coming from let's move on and and do something else now um but that's just where i was from yeah i thought his i thought his opening monologue was great i yeah. thought it was hysterically funny uh, i would like to remind him that there are other minorities other than african americans number that's one because that's, uh, that's all that he talked about and and then he brought out which again let me say this I'm all for offending everybody, okay? <laughs> I th- the, the root of all comedy is is things that make us uncomfortable and that are sensitive. And so I'm not one of those – I'm not a PC guy and all that stuff. But I thought it was somewhat ironic that he is railing on this the entire evening and then he makes a tremendously racist Asian joke right oh, in the middle right. of the show. That's right. Which that's again, right. let me say, jokes are funny. I'm down with it. But I thought it was quite ironic <clears throat> that in the middle of his – in the middle of his tirade, he then turns around and does the same thing that he's complaining about. So I thought that was interesting. My biggest my biggest problem with Chris Rock as a host, and I like Chris Rock in general. His his movie Top Five that he did last year, I thought was he wrote and directed was really pretty biting and satirical and funny. And and I've always enjoyed his work as a comedian. But after that first opening monologue, Melody's a hundred percent right that. It just drew, it just drove the nail again and again and again and again, except that it became less funny and less funny and less funny and less funny, and a lot of the jokes just weren't funny. And in a three-and-a-half-hour show, as the host of the Oscars, you still have a duty to be respectful and honorable to the people that are nominated. And I felt like he didn't really fulfill that duty as well as he should. So I love the fact that he came out right from the beginning and jumped right into it and was, and just took no, no holds barred, took no punches. All that was funny, but you can't carry that out for three more hours. It just ringing that same bell over and over and over because, Hey, we get it now move on and host the Oscars and be funny. And I just don't think he did it beyond that first opening monologue. There were some hits and misses later on. So my overall opinion was it was pretty good. It was at least memorable. It's way better than most of the drivel we normally get, which is just awful. But I think it could have actually been a lot more substantive if he would have done a better job on the back half of it. So that's that's if he just, you know, gave up being black after the first half hour. We 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 get that you're black. Now just stop for a while. Right, cuz that's that what has I said, nothing Josh. To do with it, what Josh. I said <laughs> and that's that's literally That is the most that's the most ridiculous thing. Yeah, that's not even like that what we're saying at all. That's not true at all. Um Daniel, it's how about you, man? Do you have funny. anything? Oh, I'm just enjoying enjoying the show here. This is Yeah, great. I know, right? <laughs> well, no, uh, I think the Danish girl. <laughs> oh gosh. No, I, I just think it was, uh, I don't have much to add other than that. It was about a billion times better than Neil Patrick Harris last year, which uh, that, sure. oh, it was awful last year. So that's all I have to add. There you go. <laughs> I agree with Daniel. Yes. That's yeah, a no, pretty absolutely. low bar. No, I, I, I didn't, <laughs> I, I enjoyed Chris Rock. Um, like I said, quite a bit. I just, I just felt like after a while, okay, we, we've got that bit. Let's move on. And I think you make a good point, Chad, that something I was feeling that I wasn't able to define, but I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that when you start to uh, discuss other folks who could have been nominated, uh, that may take away from the um, from the moment for those people that do win. Um, so anyway, that I, I don't know if that's necessarily true or not, but I think that there was if there was a few minutes in that in a telecast where I was thinking to myself. You know, I, I agree with what's happening here. I understand that there needs to be change made, 
but uh, there's just something that just isn't working for me, and I felt like that may be uh, that might be the case. So anyway, anybody else have any thoughts on the um, the telecast itself? Any other points that you thought were highs or lows for the uh, for the Oscars? I thought the musical performance uh, by Lady Gaga was pretty awesome. Did yeah. you? You don't you do you remember no. the one about the the sexual assault documentary? I thought you I, think, I thought you loved that. That was great. Me? Yeah. No, I, I, it was, it was, I don't know. I, it felt, I guess on the nose, but I mean, it's, you know, it's a great message. It's a great message, but I thought the song was nothing special at all. That's what I was going to say. That's fine. But the freaking Spectre song winning best, that's like been ridiculed as the worst Bond song in like two decades and it wins best song of the year. Give me a break. That whole category sucked. There was nothing. I I wasn't rooting for anything there. There was nothing good. His performance was especially embarrassing yeah, at the end. Yeah, it was end. really bad. <laughs> yeah, it was. He, he, he even said, Sam Smith said that he hated the entire Oscar performance, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was not alone. <laughs> Everybody watching. All right, any last thoughts as we wrap up our Oscar discussion? I think it was overall one of the better Oscars uh, in, in a year that could have been very, very bad. Uh, I think it ended up being uh, a really entertaining night and full of surprises and nothing you could predict. So I think for me, it was actually more entertaining. However, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but it was one of the lowest rated uh, as far as ratings of actual viewers in the last like eight or nine years, I think. So it was not very well watched or well received anyway. But for me, I thought it was actually uh, quite entertaining. How about you guys? I still feel about the Oscars like... I used to feel and want to still feel about Trump. If we stop talking about them, maybe they'll stop and go away. <laughs> but at least it made me Google who Stacy Dash is. So. <laughs> yes, now that, that was funny. <laughs> I mean, no, I, it was really embarrassing. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what that was. I still was uncomfortable. I, I still don't. Understand I, I thought it was because you didn't Google. I thought it. it was really funny, but not not a lot of people did. No, I I did. I, well, we had people in the room who were able to give me context, right. and I still uh, didn't think it was very funny. Well, I, I just, yeah, I get the context. It just was, I didn't understand what he was, he just said, hey, here's Stacey Dash. And it was like, it was weird. Well, it was funny because of how the live audience received it. Like everyone there was just like what? completely what? confused. It's just, I think it was just too, it, there was not enough, it was just, here's Stacey Dash. Yeah. She comes out, she says one thing. What did she say? And she walks off. I didn't catch what even what she said. Exactly. Just, it was just, it was yeah. the setup and the payoff and the actual moment was just not, it wasn't handled as well. The, the well, joke wasn't set up well. So it was an in joke, and I agree. I wasn't. I was just kind of confused when it happened. But yeah, after I realized what had happened, I was like, okay, well, that's something that would have been really funny if I would have known it at the time. Right, and it could have been set up a lot better. Like there, there could, there could have been a way for Chris Rock to set up that joke where people would have actually been included in on the joke. And I, I felt yeah. like that. You know, that was just unfortunate. It's not his job to make people know what's going on in the world. Sure, it is. Sure, it's it true. All right, let's stop talking about it. Maybe it'll go away. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and move on to our main event. This is going to be so exciting. I cannot wait to talk about We're talking about the best films of last year, guys, the Oscar nominations. But there was one film that was absolutely snubbed, and Daniel is going to get to tell us all about it. So let's move in to the main event. Welcome to the main event. All right, tonight... We are putting the final nail in the coffin. We are putting this issue to bed once and for all. <laughs> <laughs> or we are, are we? Officially, forever. 
we are officially reviewing San Andreas. Yes! enough you need to get out and i mean now because even though this is happening here in california you will feel it on the east coast everybody down In the aftermath of a massive earthquake in California, a rescue chopper pilot makes a dangerous journey with his ex-wife across the state in order to rescue his daughter. Directed by Brad Payton, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, San Andreas was a massive hit this summer, and by massive I mean mild. Uh, it uh, didn't make, uh, it made fine money, it got okay uh, to mild reviews, but here we are, uh, yes. about eight months after it was released. <laughs> We're reviewing it. Why are we here, Daniel? This this is not like some like rant. Why are we here? This is this is your because, fault. Did you well, hear that description, Chris? <laughs> it's your kind for of reviews. movie, Chris. That's I will come to that point later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't reviewed the film yet. You may not know how I feel about this. So if you've listened to this podcast in the past, I don't know, eight months or so uh, since I joined, <laughs> you may have heard the occasional reference or two to my feelings for the little indie film San Andreas. Back in the summer. Feelings? What are your feelings? For San I'll Andreas? get there. I'll, don't rush this. Okay, don't rush I'm sorry. This. I'm sorry, Chris. It's moment, moment, man. You, this, we've been building to this, Chris. You've got to let it happen. I, I'm waiting with the, Oh, this is so exciting. So back in the summer, I mentioned that I was pleasantly surprised by San Andreas, and I, I believe my words were it was an enjoyable film. My fellow screeners were... Uh, uh, decided to, to latch on to that and mercilessly berate me for the past <laughs> months, even though we keep skipping over the fact that Chris liked Jupiter Ascending. But anyway, well played, sir. You're taking the words out of my mouth, and Daniel this is not Lynn. what I said. So let's not let's not do this. So anyway, we're reviewing this today. Today is the end of this. Game over. This is this is the end. Okay. So <laughs> we decide no. when the game ends. <laughs> The rest of the screeners finally watched San Andreas, and we are here to talk about it now. Mm. I'm skeptical that they actually gave it a chance, but we're going to talk about it anyway. I'm going to kick off this review with my thoughts, for the record, <laughs> about San Andreas. So here we go. Let's dive right in. San Andreas is a dumb movie. <laughs> it's a dumb movie. It has no intellect. It's got a lot of cheesy lines. It's completely unbelievable, but... The fact remains, it is an enjoyable movie. It's decently thrilling. It's It's got big scope. The effects were fine. It's a blockbuster. It's a simple summer blockbuster. If you like disaster movies like I do, it works. I would never argue that this is a smart movie or even a great movie, but it's a fun movie, and, uh, and I hold to that. I, I still stand strong in that. It is a fun escape of a film. Uh, those are my thoughts, and I want to go on the record that if it weren't for the buildup, of making fun of me for months of, about this movie, I am certain that Chris Farrell would like this movie if he had seen it in theaters <laughs> based on his previous reviews. I am 100% certain in that. This is right up his alley. So with that, I'm going to Chris next. Chris, yeah. tell me, did you go into this with an open mind? 
or did you prejudge the film? What did you? <laughs> well, it's hard to not prejudge this movie, um, just because. Well, number one, I didn't actually see it in the. I chose not to see this movie in theaters. Right? Um, we didn't review it on the screeners, and, and of course, I just took it as being dumb, and I, nobody was going to. And I've seen a thousand of these. You know, Roland Emmerich does these every three or four years. You know, these big destruction movies, which, as you state, I usually end up really enjoying. Right? Uh, even though they're really stupid and dumb. However. San Andreas mm-hmm. was really good. Uh, I actually I liked it quite a bit. <laughs> Are you yes! serious? <laughs> yes! Oh my god! <laughs> um, What's happening? So, so no, no, no. Okay, hang on. Um, so honestly, you know, I'm I'm a fan of uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I think his charisma is, uh, but again, yeah, like you said, Daniel, this movie is stupid, but there are some, for some reason it, it, it works, and I'm like, ah, uh, but. The, there are a couple of moments where I leaned over to Melody and I said, and I think she even leaned over to me too. Like, why am why am I why am I liking this movie? Why am I? We we sat down to watch this film to, for it to be in the background and us not to really interact with it too much. But I think both of both of us ended up you know watching more of it than we care to actually admit. So for me anyway, uh, it's dumb. It's definitely uh, it's not something I'm going to revisit. It's not something I'd even really recommend to other people. But for me, knowing the kind of movie that I like, that blockbuster and that crazy escapist and uh, just spectacular, stupid stuff, you know, it's not bad. You could do worse. Uh, you really could do worse. Uh, and it's about family, and that kind of gets the heartstrings going, too. So whatever. San Andreas wasn't an excellent movie, but I enjoyed it. I believe right, his I, words were really good. Really it was really good. good. Really so good. good. He gave it a better review than I did. I just it want might be my favorite movie ever. <laughs> After right, eight I've, months of us telling you how wrong you are, yes. you finally came around and, yes. and yes. converted Chris in passing. Yes, well, my exactly. favorite episode ever. All right. <laughs> I don't think you All converted right. Chris. Chris was already a member of the cult. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, I like Michael Bay. Come on. This is this is definitely up that stupid Chris's alley. favorite Super Bowl moment was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer. Let me just say. <laughs> so good. I can't wait for that movie. Okay, anyway, let's move on. Uh, Melody, did you feel the same way as Chris? How'd you like it? Well, I have to say I'm a little bit angry at this film. I feel anger towards it because I I, I sort of, not to the degree that Chris feels it. Just say it. Just say but it. But I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, you really enjoyed it. Okay, so first of all, oh, I, I literally sat down with my computer like I'm going to work while this movie's on and I'll like catch a few moments of it so I have something to say on the podcast. That you was guys need to adjust your movie watching habits. This is very distressing. real. I'm offended. Okay. I mean, you know, at least we watched it. I feel like that's something that all of us actually watch this film is, is quite telling of something anyway so i'm sitting there and i'm like trying to like i'm making fun of it as it's going along like as one does with films like this because they're ridiculous so i have my little you know my little things of making fun of it but i'm working on my computer and like slowly i see that my work is getting less and less done and like at one point i close my computer and I'm angry that I, my computer is closed because I don't understand what it is about this movie that I, I, I'm enjoying enough to like actually watch it but I did I did enjoy it it is totally what what you expect silly escapism with all of the tropes but it, it was entertaining and I hesitate to admit this because I can't explain it <laughs> however 
I did have a tear or two in my eyes <laughs> near the oh, edge yeah. of the film. Oh, yeah. And I just was embarrassed about that. But. Oh, man. There you have it. Embarrassing all of us. You know what? I almost I decided this not. This is happening right now. <laughs> I, I almost can't. decided not to review this movie because I was going to say, and I totally forgot to do this. I was going to say, no, I'm not going to review this until you guys agree to watch Hannibal. But I missed my. I missed my. You miss, missed it. Yep. Now that's never happening. Never. <laughs> Guys. Uh, okay, so I have a feeling I don't know who to go to next. Chad go to or Josh. Josh. Go to rip Josh. the band right. off. Just rip the band off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, what did you think? You loved it. I know you loved it. So just come right out and say it. I I don't, you know, I don't have a lot to say, but I will say that I no one has so far, which is strange to me, but I don't want to hear anyone say anything bad about the script because you don't know until you've tried just how hard it is to get a computer to write things that sound so much like things people say. <laughs> and, you know, I, I thought I was watching the movie and I thought, you know, it's dumb, but whatever. It, it is what it is. And then the British tween said so earnestly, did you know about the push button phones with the landline radios with tactical channels? I really think we should stick with her. And well, you remember the lines in there. You wrote that down. I wrote, wrote it down. It down. He wrote Holy it down. cow. He paused it and wrote it down. Oh, my gosh. I didn't have to pause it. It's not hard to type while you watch that movie. Do you uh, know who wrote this movie? You guys need to learn how to watch movies. This is what I'm discovering from this podcast. Do, do you know who wrote this movie? Watson, I think. Carlton Cuse. Carlton Cuse. Who knew? I didn't. Lost of lost fame. <laughs> oh, okay. That, yes. that totally explains it. Uh-huh. Who do we call? Everybody. Everybody. (laughs) Everyone. Melody and I actually whispered that together in yours with him as a horse. What are we going to do? We're going to go get our dog. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay. We did laugh at that one. It was was funny. Yes, you're right. And, you know, I've. That's why I think I liked it, is because of those kind of moments. Anyway, it's because it was just so. So stupid. It It knew what it was. It knew what it was. It's it's familiar. It's like an old stuffed teddy bear with the eyes falling out. (laughs) Because you've seen the script 80,000 times before, but now it has better special effects. Pretty much. Um, It did have some pretty good effects. Oh, well, yeah, it it did. They destroyed all of California and the Hoover Dam right at the beginning. They just didn't pull any punches. It's just gone. Yeah, I, I actually had the, the vision of all of us at the Hoover Dam. I, did, I, <laughs> I was did like, too. we I was stood like, right there, and we we would have died if we would have been there. If the dam had collapsed, we would have died. <laughs> we would have died. <laughs> so I, I've been trying to keep myself level and say, you know, The Rock isn't that bad of an actor. I haven't seen many of movies, many of his movies, but you know, he comes from pro wrestling. You have to act to be successful there, so he's not that bad. But let's face it, he's pretty bad in this movie. Like, he's, he's got that one facial expression. I'm just doing my and, job. <laughs> yes, that one. Mm-hmm. And then, then he punches the carjacker. And that was that, great. That was awesome. Yeah. Come on. That was freaking awesome. That was great. I was like, look, you know what? You don't pull a gun on The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, not and hold it two inches Come from on. his face. Come on. Yeah, I re- I really just should have started counting the times I was saying the lines as they were saying them on the movie because that would have been entertaining. Mm. I guess you want an overall opinion here somewhere so I can stop. Watch it with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's my overall opinion. Okay, so I'm going to take that to mean you loved it. So let's oh, move on absolutely. to Chad. <laughs> Chad, what did you think? 
Well, I I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I I couldn't help but be somewhat excited when I when I saw that Brad Payton was directing. I mean, this director who's brought us such classics as Journey to the Mysterious Island, Cats and Dogs: The Revenge of Kitty Galore, what? and Frontier <laughs> TV series. Of course, it's going to be amazing. So uh, I um, I sat down to watch this, and I actually do very much like The Rock. I smell what he's cooking quite a bit. I think he's really uh, very good and has a lot of charisma. This movie is I don't know. I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about it really because it's so unbelievably dumb that it it does it does eventually cross a point where you just kind of give up on life and you're just like okay on life you just kind of go along with the whole thing yeah and yet and yet if i have to be completely honest about this movie i was entertained ish by some of the moments in the movie and in particular the first maybe 30 minutes of this movie are so Earnest. Now, forget the opening action sequence. That was literally the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It, that girl, when the car goes off the cliff, she died 16 times on the way down that. But, <laughs> oh, right. But, exactly. but, That's true. Yeah. But whatever. <clears throat> Once it got past that and it got into the first like 30 minutes of introducing all the characters that we were going to meet, it was so earnest and so kind of the actors are all they're not winking at the camera. They're like actually giving it their the old college try and. And I was entertained. I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked the setup. And then when the things start getting crazy with the with the earthquakes and things, it just turns into the one trope after another trope. And this really does. I mean, we laugh about bad dialogue, but this may set like an all time record for like it's the true. worst it's, one liners. It's, it's, it's predictively bad. Like <laughs> so literally bad. predictively bad. Yes. So bad. But even still, yep. I I'm not going to say, I will not allow myself to say in Daniel's presence that I enjoyed this movie, but I didn't actively hate this movie like I thought that I would. I I, I will say I am certainly glad I didn't spend $12 to see this in the movie theater. I agree with that. But for me to to be able to watch it on HBO Go, all right, I've done, I've spent worse films on HBO for sure, so... It wasn't that bad. It was okay, and I liked the first 30 minutes of it. So there you go, Daniel. Your review, there have been worse movies on HBO. <laughs> yes. So if it wasn't for the buildup, Chad would have liked it even more than he that just did. That is said. not true. So, <laughs> he have, that is not true. Success. He would have liked it less. <laughs> that is not true. victory for if, Daniel. If yeah. I wasn't, I'm cutting it off here. Daniel, if I wasn't your friend, <laughs> it would have been much worse. It's yeah, true. that's bullcrap. All right, so I am pleasantly surprised. I really thought everyone was going to uh, lie and tell me they didn't like it. So uh, I'm, I'm very happy with this. We're honest people. Yes, yes, yeah, you this. are, and and we can all honestly say that that this is a, an enjoyable film. I think everyone said that, except for maybe maybe Josh. I don't think he said enjoyable, but I think everybody else did. So I'm I'm going to take this as a win. Uh, and I think is that the end of it. I think can, is can that we spoil the ending because it's like eight months old now. Can, can I just add one more thing? Yes, spoilers. For spoilers for San Andreas. Here we go. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? But there's so many places it wouldn't have occurred to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. 
because I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. <laughs> I, I just would like someone out there, maybe someone in our audience has this medical knowledge. Someone tell me just how much brain damage Blake would have had after being <laughs> unconscious for that long underwater. Just, I, I, I need to know. Because she was totally normal and she was would not have been totally normal. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Uh, maybe. My favorite moment was when Mr. Fantastic got crushed by a shipping. Yeah, dude. (laughs) The the progression of that guy's character was the worst. He was like, good guy. (laughs) He's like a good guy. Like, I don't want to replace your dad. And then he's like a coward. He leaves her in the car. And then he's a murderer. And then he throws (laughs) the guy in the deal. And then he gets killed on the bridge by a ship. Okay. I I thought he was going to get tortured somehow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, stuck between two places and losing one arm. And then like, oh, yeah. And then losing a... Jeez. Like it, it felt like that. That was it felt like that was a setup of that character. It's like you know, you, know, you don't the, know who a person really is, right? Until you they know those writers when they're like in the they're turning this in and they're they're storyboarding the sequence. They're like, and then when it crushes them, the audience is going to cheer. Yeah, and they did. Oh, I'm sure they. God, did. I'm sure they did. Daniel, yeah, totally. you did. They did. They did. Awesome. Oh my gosh. San Andreas for the win. Yes, yes. there it is. The cutting room floor. For this week's Cutting Room Floor, the screeners revisit FlickChart, the online movie ranking system that pits one movie against another in an effort to build the screeners' best movies of all time list. This is our second foray since into FlickChart since adding Daniel to the podcast. Last time we ranked 40 movies. Our current number one movie stands as The Shawshank Redemption, followed by Die Hard, followed by Mission Impossible, Air Force One, and Jaws, respectively. Tonight, we're going to add some more to that list so that we can refine it. The only rule is that at least three of the screeners have to have seen the movies in order to vote. If not, we skip to the next one. Are you guys ready? Oh, yes. So ready. So yes. excited. All right. Well, we've got a good one. The first one yes. is Sin City 2005 versus mm. Mouse Hunt. From 1997. <laughs> what? I mean, I'm just saying, it's Mouse what Hunt. Is, Daniel, were you uh, born in 97? Probably not. I was. All right, was. so we'll skip Mouse Hunt. I'm going to just make that assumption for us there. And so now we yeah. have Sin, Sin City versus Clerks. Clerks, uh, the original film by Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. Yep. Kevin Smith. So has everybody seen this? Yes. yes. All right, so Chris, what do you think? Oh. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with Sin City, the original Sin City. All They're right. They're both in black and white, right? This is this is kind of funny. Ish. Well, there's Sin, there's color yeah, in Sin City, you know. Yeah. All right, Melody, what do you think? I mean, I am not a Kevin Smith fan, but I have an active hatred for Sin City. So, Clerks, it is. Clerks. All right, Daniel. What about you? Uh, same as Melody. I really don't like Sin City, uh, but I actually do like Clerks quite a bit. I like that a good amount. So there you go. Okay, Josh. This is really tough because they're both just just bad, bad movies. Mm-hmm. But Sin City, because Kevin Smith can just leave. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like Tusk? Come on, Josh. <laughs> All right. So good. So, um, actually, my vote is for Mouse Hunt. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm actually kind of torn on this because I like both of these movies 
somewhat, but I'm definitely going to vote for Sin City because I think that movie's actually pretty great. Boom. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm. Makes Melody really happy. Yep. All right, the next one. The Breakfast Club from 1985. <laughs> That's my vote. Versus the original 2002 Born Identity. So oh. here we go. We'll reverse track this time. So, Josh, what do you think? Well, surprisingly enough, I'm pretty sure I've seen both of those. All right. um, I, I know it's such a classic, but Born Identity. Okay. Daniel, what about you? Uh, I love both of them, but I mean, Breakfast Club seriously is one of my favorites of all time. So there you go. All right, one of your favorites of all time. Were you born in 1985? I was not. Ugh, disgusting. All right, <laughs> Melody, have you seen The Breakfast Club? You know, I'm so sorry, but I have not seen The Breakfast Club. What? What? I know. Oh my gosh. Mm, I'm mm, sorry. Mm. I've seen San Andreas, myself. but not Breakfast Club. <laughs> Listen, well. we, first of all, we will not be shaming Melody. And as long as Josh is on the podcast, guys, let's just keep things real here. That's the point. Yeah. I've seen it. And so that's the only thing that can shame someone else on this podcast. Josh just explained. <laughs> the only there thing. The only thing. All right. All right, Chris, what about you? Have you seen these um, movies? Yeah. I mean, I've never, I know it has cultural significance and I know that it's a wonderful film in many people's hearts. And there's people who are going to listen to this podcast and hate me for saying this, but I'm going to go with born before I'll go with the Breakfast Club. Born identity. I know. Born I identity. I love the born identity. It's great. Yeah. Um, but the, I love the breakfast club as well. And so I would pick the breakfast club. The problem is we now have a two, two tie. Oh boy. So I don't what know do what do? that means. I think that's going <laughs> to tomatoes. I think Rotten Tomato tiebreaker. There we go. Yeah. Here we that's go. A good, that's a good way of Everyone's doing. love for The Breakfast Club is predicated on nostalgia. It's like baby boomers' love for the 50s. Oh, and, man. you know, I, I was going to say something else, but I won't say Although it. I, I guess Daniel's argument is valid because Daniel doesn't really have nostalgia for that, right? Because he wasn't even. It, no, 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 no. It, it, it evokes a time that Before you he was want born. to go back to. Whether or not you remember the time that the movie is set in. You saw it in the past, and it is said in the past, and hence it it it's psychological. Just trust me on this. I don't think so. Yeah, I disagree on that. Bunch of trust me on this. The '80s did not produce good movies. We just think they did. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah, you're wrong. Keep talking. Keep talking. So the Born Identity has an 83 percent. So let's let's do this. Is this going to be a critics consensus or an audience score? Critics. All right. Critics, Critics have Born Identity at 83%, and The Breakfast Club is at 89%. So the winner is oh, The Breakfast Club, Shock. which is actually a great movie. Leave the podcast. It's a great movie. All right. Didn't you ne- leave last time? I, I got close. I got close. <laughs> All right. The next one is Gangs of New York 2002 versus Shrek to 2004. Oh, <laughs> Guys, Shrek 2? I don't know whether I saw the second one. Shrek Did two. I? I don't oh. remember. They're all the same. Shrek 2. So let's go with Chris. What do you say, Chris? Shrek 2. <laughs> Shut up. You are going to... Okay. You're no, not joking? Gangs of New York. Oh, Gangs of New York is terrible. What are you talking about? <laughs> Shrek 2. You, ju- you like San Andreas and don't like Gangs yes. of New York. Sh- San oh, Andreas is a masterpiece compared <laughs> to Gangs of New York. <laughs> Everything you say makes people want to leave right immediately. I think, I think right. no, the vast majority of people agree with me, actually. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I, oh. I'm sure they do. All right, Joe Public. All right, Melody. What you got to do is... <laughs> Look successful. Uh, 
Gangs of New York, please. All Thank right, you. Daniel. Shrek 2. Yes. Are you serious? What? Yes. Is this a real thing? Yes. No, they, not these two. He's doing it for Chris because Chris backed him up with San Andreas. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> you're, you're solidarity. Don't call me out. Come on. Your solidarity over there is <laughs> sickening. All right, Josh. Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York is the winner. Seen, you haven't even seen Shrek 2. Well, I kind of think I might you ha- haven't. I'm sure he has. Vote invalid. No, you're just yeah. choosing the vote because I, it, sure it goes your seen. way. I have seen one Shrek movie. I have seen three Shrek movies. That's fair. That's fair. Andrew, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Judge rules. Yeah, we're going to go Baloney. with that. This is we'll not allow. Gangs of New York. This is not happening. <laughs> All right. Next is Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, the first one back from 2003. Versus Die Another Day, James Bond, 2002. Mm. So, we'll reverse this one. Josh, have you seen these? I don't think Die Another Day was one of the two, one or two Bond movies I've seen. Okay. So, no. so Daniel? Uh, that's super easy. Pirates of the Caribbean, Die Another Day sucks. All right. Melody? Definitely Pirates of the Caribbean. I love that movie. Oh. Chris? Where is the rum gone? Yes, Pirates. (laughs) I am in agreement. Pirates of the Caribbean, that actually is really the only good movie of the entire series. Yeah. There you go. Uh, That that is the winner. They made Uh, a movie based on a ride at Disney World. And it's it was a great movie. It's great. It has nothing to do with the ride at Disney World. So he was nominated for an Oscar for that role. It's okay. Should have had more to do with the ride. Stick stick to your source material. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> I worked in a movie theater when this movie came out and just yeah, I want my no. time back. You were in your angsty phase, Josh. You didn't give it a fair shake. In high <laughs> he still is in his angsty phase. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't outgrown it. They tell me I will. All right, so I'm pretty sure that well, I don't know, we'll see. So the the first one is Meet the Fockers from 2004, <laughs> the sequel to Meet the Parents. Meet the Fockers. Uh, versus A Single Man from 2009, which I'm sure most of you have not seen. Yeah, I don't know what that, you have to remind me what that is. It's a fantastic movie. Seen. Yes. All right. So, so seriously, remind us what it is. It's with Colin Firth and Julianne Moore. I don't want to talk much oh, about the plot uh, because it kind of gives away what it's about, but it's it's a wonderful movie. If you get a chance, you should definitely see it. All right, so we'll skip that for the screener. So it's Meet the Fockers versus A Clockwork Orange, Kubrick from 1971. Wow. Josh, what do you think? Clockwork Orange. Okay, Daniel? I, I really hate A Clockwork Orange, so I can't believe I'm saying this, but Meet D- the Daniel. Fockers. Daniel, <laughs> do you hear what's coming out of your mouth? Yeah, yeah. Of I course, do. you also pick Shrek Two over Gangs of New York. Mm-hmm. Clockwork Orange and, is an awful movie. And that to, is oh, oh my word! And to be fair, San Andreas is your favorite movie of all time. So, Melody, <laughs> Meet the Fockers or A Clockwork Orange? I don't know what San Andreas has done to me, but I'm with Daniel on this one. Oh I don't like God. A Clockwork yes. Orange. I'm sorry, I don't like it. This is gonna happen. This is opinion. Oh my God. It's a, it's a dark movie. <laughs> oh my God, Chris! Meet 
the fuckers. Oh my yes. god. In <laughs> other words, meet that the podcast that no longer has any credibility. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Bye, god. Bye, folks. Why, it's been a three years. I'm sorry. <laughs> why does, why does, why, why does, like, when, when did ever, like, coming to consensus, isn't your, like, um, your, your, what was it, your Twitter profile, Josh? Like, a consensus is the best way to quickly come to a, what is it? What is that quote you what always talk about? about? My Skype profile. Yeah. What is it? Like, six years. What does um, it say? Nothing destroys a good idea faster than mandatory consensus. There you the go. So, common denominator is never a high standard. So just because people like Clockwork Orange doesn't mean it's the best movie. I think we have reached the lowest Orange. common denominator when a majority votes for Meet the Fockers. There we go. I disagree. I think we've Meet the Fockers re- out of necessity. There you go. I don't like exactly. Meet the Thank you. Exactly. Let's not let's not put this in the the. You got to put it in the proper context, my friend. I'm not choosing it. Yeah, the don't. proper context is that you just picked a Ben Stiller movie over a masterpiece of cinema, <laughs> cinematic history. Yep, sure did. It happened. I'll move God on. Help us. Okay. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest from 1975 yeah. versus The Bourne Supremacy from 2004, oh. which would have been the sequel, so the second one. Uh, Chris, let's start with you. Uh, Born Supremacy. I, I'm really having a hard time remembering the Born Supremacy. Exactly. There was one of the. Well, I like all of those series. I'm going to go with the Born Supremacy. Oh That's where I'm going. We're not playing this game ever again after this podcast <laughs> because I'm going to go. It breaks my heart. All right. Melody. I'll give it to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Don't you say it like that. This time. Yeah, go, they're very hard to compare. No. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. <laughs> These two aren't. <laughs> they're not. Uh, Daniel, what do you think? I love One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. So even though I really like the Bourne movies, it keeps making me vote against them. So One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Thank you. All right, Josh, have you seen these? I have. I only say they're hard to compare because I have trouble remembering um, more than a few seconds of each. But One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest because because... Because it's superior in every way. Yes. All right, there we go. That is the winner. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Forrest Gump from 1994 versus the Jim Carrey classic, The Number 23. (laughs) What? Number 23. (laughs) I saw that movie at at, uh, the Chinese theaters, at Grauman Chinese Theater in uh, in Los Angeles. I did see this movie. Oh, my gosh. That was a creepy movie. All right. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. I saw it with you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you saw it with us. Yeah, yeah I think that's right. I mean, oh. all right. So, Josh, Forrest Gump or the number 23? I don't remember a single second of the number 23, <laughs> but I did see it with you. Yes. Um, what was the first one again? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah, it there is. you go. All right, Daniel. Yeah, Forrest Gump. <laughs> Melody? Definitely Forrest Gump. Chris? Joel Schumacher. He his entire directorial just so messed up. So yeah, definitely uh, Forrest Gump. It is definitely Forrest Gump, which is a wonderful movie, but it still should not have won the Oscar. That would have been Pulp Fiction. But on we go. All right, let's do a few more. We have Avatar 2009 versus Scary Movie from 2000, the (laughs) the spoof film. So Chris, (laughs) let me guess. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Avatar, but. Absolutely, Avatar wins in that. Yes. Yep, Melody. Uh, same. Daniel. Don't really like it, but yeah. Avatar. Yep. 
Josh, I'm sure we you have finally seen reached the movie. stick of this game. I have not seen either of them. Oh, you've never seen Avatar. Okay. I have not. Okay, it's definitely Avatar. That's an easy one. That's an yeah. easy one. All right, we have The Departed from 2006, Oscar <sighs> winner for Martin Scorsese versus Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon from 2000. Josh. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Ooh, he comes out swinging. Daniel. Right. Uh, martial arts films just really aren't my thing. I like Crouching Tiger all right, but The Departed it is. Departed, okay. Melody? I really liked Crouching Tiger. We'll go with that one. Okay. Chris? The new series on Netflix is out, by the way. Uh, the Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon series. Uh, I haven't checked it out yet, but I will. And that Let's would not be go crazy. my vote for <laughs> this particular. I am in it's agreement. Ju- it's just a sequel. Yeah, it's just a movie. I don't think it's a series. Oh, right? is it? Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I just I just saw Netflix and I just assumed it was a series. My bad. Yeah, yeah. the the movie. Yeah. yeah, I am in agreement. It is definitely Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Come which on. I think is a masterpiece. Wonderful. Shut I agree. You're I wrong. agree. <laughs> Departed is like Scorsese light. He got an Oscar because he should have got one for Goodfellas, not for that one. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Here we go. Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, 1999 versus The Nightmare Before Christmas, 1993. Oof. The Pumpkin King. So, Chris, what's the winner? Oh, uh, man. Is that the first Austin Powers movie? Yes, it is. Very first. <sighs> I.e., the only good one. Or yeah. only decent watchable one. I'm having. I'm a, yeah, it was good. I, it's fun. I'm not a huge fan of either one of these movies. But oh, I f- Chris, you're breaking my heart. Feel. What do you mean I'm breaking your heart? You just are. the The tiny sliver of heart that I had left, you just broke. I know. <laughs> I'm going to go with Austin Powers. Okay. Uh, All right, Melody. What about you? Uh I have to go with Austin Powers, which is so sad, but I really don't like Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Melody, you're just too pure. You're too pure to let yourself embrace the darkness. Daniel? Exactly. I don't have strong feelings either way, but I have watched Nightmare Before Christmas more than Austin Powers. So that's the choice. All right. Good way to vote. Coming down. Josh. Oh, no contest. Nightmare Before Christmas. Help me out here, Chad. The winner, with, without question and not even close, is The Nightmare Before Christmas. That Come on, right. guys. Give me a break. Right. Although Austin Powers is funny. All right. We have Kung Fu Panda from 2008 versus the classic Miss Congeniality 2, Armed and Fabulous <laughs> 2005. Fabulous. So, Joshua, no. what say ye? Have Sadly, anybody I ever don't seen the vote because of the second one? Have anybody ever seen uh, two? The second I ha- one. I have. Yeah. I, I have. Seen Are you serious? It. I haven't. I yeah, haven't no, I have. I see movies. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> All right, so Daniel, what do you think? Kung Fu Panda or uh, Sandra Bullock two? And when you said Miss Congeniality, I was totally ready to vote for that. And right? Two. Gosh. Uh, yeah. So Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. Melody. For sure, Kung Fu Panda. But I was with Daniel when it was the first one. Right. I don't even remember that. I didn't even remember there was a miscongeniality. Too. It's in Vegas. That's all I remember about. Yeah, it. I don't oh, remember. It Chris, what's your vote? I haven't seen it, so I oh, can't okay. vote. I have seen both, and it is Kung Fu Panda. Although I also am in agreement that I secretly love miscongeniality. The first miscongeniality is wonderful. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's so like good. It. All right, here we go. From Josh's favorite genre, two horror films. Well, I guess one horror, one action. The original Saw from 2004 oh, versus yes. the original Mummy from 19 or the Mummy from 1999. So, uh, Chris, start with you. Saw. I really liked Saw. Okay, Melody. 
definitely saw that was uh an experience of a film for mm-hmm. me. Daniel? Uh I'm going with the mummy. I don't really like Saw very much. Oh my word. Oh really? Oh man. Joshua. Man, Daniel. Wasn't the mummy like a forties or sixties movie? Is this the mummy with Brendan Fraser? Which yes. mummy yes. is this? It's yes. Brendan Fraser, Fraser from it's the first one that he oh. did, The Mummy nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I didn't see that. Okay. I've seen both and it is no doubt saw that movie is fantastic yes. the first one it the rest of them awful it is what are you is talking fantastic. about what do you mean it's not atmospheric it's gratuitous wonderful. and stupid yeah, it, is not, it is not gratuitous it is not the first one is not the rest of them are horrifying but yeah. the first one is i would disagree with it, the fact that it's gratuitous i think it, it, it does a right. really good job i think the problem is so. is that we look back at what the genre has done since then and it has up the ante i think the the first one it's really does not. a really good job of being a good thriller yeah it's not that gratuitous at all all right we ha- oh, okay. This ought to be good. We have <laughs> Gladiator from 2000, best picture winner, uh, I believe, best Oscar uh, or best uh, director and actor for that one. Are you not entertained? Versus Spider-Man Two from 2004, Sam Raimi. So, Josh, we'll start with you. Do I have to vote for this? You do. <laughs> Do I have to vote for Spider-Man Two, just just to spite the Gladiator? Spider-Man Two it. is is known as being the better Spider-Man, right? That's like the yeah. out of out of which one? Out of all four? The Sam Raimi? Yeah, out of all of them, I think. Out of all the Star Spider-Man, well, it's better in three. I don't know about the very first one. The very first one wasn't bad. This is the Doc Ock one. This yep. is that is right. Yeah, I'm Spider-Man Two. Spider-Man I, Two know. over Gladiator. All right, Daniel. It's actually pretty easy. Spider-Man Two. Wow. Yes, wow. Okay, Melody? No, that is not correct. It is definitely <laughs> Gladiator. That's a great movie. What is wrong with you people? It is good. It's good, but Spider-Man 2 is better. Mm. Chris, what do you say? Gladiator. Yay. Oh, oh, Uh-oh, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gladiator... I, I love Gladiator. It is a wonderful movie. It is it is wonderful. Spider-Man 2 is one of the best comic yep. book movies ever made, and it's Spider-Man 2. Oh, it hurts, oh me. It hurts me. It hurts me. It hurts me, but it's true. Goodness. It hurts me, but it's true. Goodness. All right, we're going to do five more, and then we'll, then we'll call it a night. So we've got the original Ace Ventura Pet Detective versus Bram Stoker's Dracula, 1992. So... Uh, let's start with you, Chris. I'm going to go with Ace Ventura. Ace yeah, Ventura. Okay, Melody. I'm having trouble remembering which Dracula movie that Keanu was. Keanu Reeves. In it? Keanu Reeves and, and um, Brad Pitt. Uh, no. No, no, no. Brad Pitt is in uh, uh, Interview with a Vampire. Interview something with a Vampire. It had Gary uh, Oldman. Yeah, Winona I did Ryder. not like that. No, we're going to have to go with Ace Ventura. Okay, Daniel. These are wildly different. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ace Ventura. Okay, Josh, have you seen these? I haven't seen Dracula. Of course I've seen Ace Ventura. Okay. I would have definitely voted for Dracula. I actually own the Blu-ray of that. It's uh, Francis Ford Coppola, and it's, I think it's wonderful. Although it's Ace, a good, Ace Ventura it's a good is a movie. classic. I mean, there's, yeah. there's no doubt. But the screeners vote for Ace Ventura. Four more. We now have American Pie from 1999. Versus The Empire Strikes Back from 1980. <laughs> oh my God. Let's just don't even, don't even ask. One. It's going to be a close Don't one. even ask. Just I at least want to ask Josh. Josh, which way are you going <laughs> here? 
Wait, wait, say that again. American Pie versus... Yeah, I haven't seen it. Okay. Oh, Vampire okay. it is. Yeah. I All right, moving no along. Doubt. We have... Oh, this is very interesting. Monty Python and the Holy Grail from 1975 versus The Dark Knight from 2008. Oh, <laughs> this is easy. So, here we easy. go. This is not easy. What is wrong with you? That All is right. not easy. Yeah, it is. Josh, let's start with you. Okay, fine. Then we'll start with you if it's easy, Chris. Which one is it? Let me guess. I believe whatever doesn't kill you <laughs> simply makes you stranger. All right. We have the Dark Knight. <laughs> Melody. Oh, man. I'm going to have to go with the Dark Knight, too. Okay. I love the that. Dark movie. Knight is so great. Good. Daniel. It is, it is really good. I'm always crucified for this, but I'm not like the biggest Monty Python nope, guy. Neither am I. No. Uh, so definitely the Dark Knight. Okay. Well, there you have it. Our point, our, our votes are invalid anyway, either way. But so I want to know. You have to Still vote. have to cast a vote. Josh, where were you going? Well, I'm still trying to remember whether I've just seen bits of the Holy Grail or all of the Holy Grail. So I don't, I might just slide out on that. Okay. <laughs> The Holy Grail is a classic. It is. Classic, but Dark Knight is very good. But it is the Dark Knight. There's no, The Dark Knight is the be. best oh, so good. comic book Modern classic of all time. Yeah. Didn't you just say that about Spider-Man 2? I said he one did. of the best. I said <laughs> one of the best top five, mm-hmm. and I just said that one is the best. Dark so. Knight is definitely well, At least you're clear best. about that. No, I am. All right, two more. We have Constantine starring Keanu Reeves from 2005 versus... I, I like Constantine. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith starring oh, man. Brad <laughs> and Angie. Both in the same category. Ugh. So, of terrible. Yeah, here we go. exactly. Starting with Josh, what do, you, what do you think here? I didn't see all the first one, whatever it was. Oh, Constantine. Okay, Daniel. Yeah, no, no, I didn't see any of Constantine. <laughs> no, you didn't? Clear. You didn't watch that in college? Yeah, we did. We watched it with you, I'm sure. Did, are you sure about that? Yes. I'm pretty sure we did. Maybe not. <laughs> Was, didn't it come out in 2005? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, maybe not. I <laughs> All right, Daniel, what do you think? I freaking love Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That is a fantastic that does not movie. Surprising me at all, Chris. Jr. That is a great movie. Chris Jr. <laughs> <laughs> all right, rewatch oh. that movie. That holds up. That is a great movie. So all right, next episode. <laughs> yeah, all exactly. Right. Melody, what about you? Oh man, I actually really do like both of these movies in like a you know fun movie sort of a way. I guess I'm gonna go with Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Okay, and Chris. Yeah, I'm gonna go the same way, Mr. Right. And Mrs. Smith. I would also vote Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Actually, it's 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 enjoyable. You're right, Josh. It was after we after we'd moved out. Okay, so. two more, two more, and that will bring. Actually, yeah, we need to do three more. Then we can have a, a round number for the number of films that we've ranked. So we'll go Free Willy from 1993, <laughs> old school Free Willy versus yeah. Little Miss Sunshine from 2006. Oh, oh man, both two really good feel good with Chris. Oh man, really? Yep, sure, turn, buddy. Uh, I mean, I think honestly, the better movie is Little Miss Sunshine. That movie was really great. Okay, uh, Melody. Uh, yeah, Little Miss Sunshine. Free Willy is awesome, but that movie was amazing. Look, the the thing jumped over the rock wall, guys. I Come mean, on. That's, that's more nostalgia. I'm sure if I went back and revisited <laughs> Free Willy, yeah, it would exactly. be terrible. So, all right, uh, Daniel, what do you think? Yeah, come on. Little Miss Sunshine. All right, all right. I was gonna, I thought you were going to say, I watched Free Willy as a kid 50,000 times, but no. 
Joshua, what about you? He was too young. Too young for that. That's us that watched it. That's true. Were you born? I was one year old. Oh, great. Thanks oh, that's for... so depressing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You three be quiet. Josh, <laughs> what about you? Um, yeah, Free Willy rode the wave of 90s feel-good movies, and Literally. it's all nostalgia now. It's uh, Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> I like how Josh just invalidates every decade. There's nothing good come out of the 90s. <laughs> it's all nostalgia. The 80s and the 90s were when I was growing up. They were crap. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Well, Little Miss Sunshine is one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. I love Little Miss Sunshine. So yeah, that's the clear winner for me. All righty. Punch Drunk Love, Adam Sandler, 2002 versus Aliens, the sequel, 1986, uh, James Cameron. So let's start with you, Josh. Um, yeah, I didn't see this. You haven't seen Punch Drunk Love. That's interesting. I oh, you oh sorry. I, yeah, I blanked out on that. I haven't seen the second one. I've you haven't seen, seen Aliens. aliens. Okay. I haven't seen Aliens. All right. Oh, Daniel. So Punch Drunk Love it is. All right. That's, well, I guess. That's you, not surprising I don't think me. you can vote unless you've seen both. You can't. That's right. Well, I would have voted for it if I had. So. <laughs> All right. That's probably true. Daniel, what do you think? I really wanted to like Punch Drunk Love, but I just didn't. So uh, Aliens. Okay. Melody? I hated Punch Junk Love. Aliens it is. Hated it. Mm. I really didn't yep. like it. Okay, Chris, let me guess. Aliens, aliens, <laughs> aliens. Are you kidding me? I'm actually in the, I didn't hate it, but I'm in the same camp as Daniel. I wanted to love it, and I yeah. did not. So it's a, aliens to. for sure. All right, here we go. The Wedding Singer from 1998, Drew Barrymore. Right, Adam Sandler yes. versus yes. Right. Cars, the very the original Cars from Pixar in two thousand and six. This is interesting. Oh, Let's man. start with Chris. Oh man, really? Yeah, I actually quite like both of these movies, mm-hmm. but uh, I remember getting a DVD player, and one of the options was uh, Wedding Singer, and I watch this movie frequently. So I'm going to go with the Wedding Singer. The I Wedding actually, Singer, like, over yeah. Cars. All I right. like the Wedding Singer quite a bit, but All I mean, right. Cars is like so good. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go with the Wedding Singer. Why not? All right, cool. Melody? It's clearly the Wedding Singer for me. Wow, clearly. Uh-huh. All right, Daniel? I like them both a lot, uh, almost equally, but I think Cars is probably the better film. Okay, okay. Josh, have you seen these? Yeah, well, I was going to say, I have. I've seen both of them. Um, I was going to say we're being swayed by our... Uh, our parenthood of the last few years, but then Daniel was the only one who actually voted for cars. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's it's a little tough, but it's gotta be the wedding singer. It's more more enjoyable. And that's where it's the late nineties. That's where my nostalgia kicks in. Except <laughs> <laughs> it's so, about yes. the eighties. I don't quite understand. I, okay. I actually I love the wedding singer, but da- so it, Daniel's right, cars is a better movie. I'm not going to disagree with you. What are we voting you? for what's yeah, the better I disagree movie? Yeah, you but know. hey, it's okay. It's what you like better. It's okay. I'm not going to disagree. It's already it's won. Still, it's cool. The it's way, won. Yeah, it didn't matter. My vote doesn't count. You Your vote doesn't count. That's right. Punks. So wedding the wedding singer Just, like, just is. like living in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the last one for the evening. Mission Impossible 2 from 2000 versus One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest again yes. from 1975. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. We've already yes. done that. And done something better than that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. 
Josh. I think we can all agree. Is this just going to be one flew over the cuckoo's nest, please? Yes. Yes. What, come on. Not come even. On. Don't come on me, Daniel. You were about to jump into how great this one was because we all hated it, but you said it was really good. <laughs> so don't. Oh, Mission Impossible is Two is garbage. Happened? Or is it Chris? One of you two thinks Part Two is pretty good because I that remember. That was Chris. That was Chris. Why Chris am I getting them all? Because I get you guys, Chris. I get you guys mixed Excuse up because you both love everything that's terrible. Excuse me. I do not. <laughs> hey, it's the big short, by the way. Let me rhyme. All right. Don't so we have bad. we have Rush Hour, the 1998, <laughs> the original one with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker versus the original. It's coming out of my mouth. Rocky from 1976. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't. This, this you're not voting, day. Chris. You're not no. voting. It's Rocky. Ex- I've already picked I'm it, so we're not even going to talk about it. So there's that answer, and now we're going to pick the final what? one. What? What? Yeah, what? Just what? Just what? Hold on. Sorry, Hold on. Rocky. Rocky won. What? Everybody he's, voted for Rocky. He's the moderator. What? <laughs> I, I'm not going to allow Chris hey, to get up I there love... and say his foolishness because he knew he was. He knows Rocky's better. All right. So here we go. The final one of the evening. We have Pan's Labyrinth from 2006 versus Twister from yes. 1996. Dorothy. And we will start with Chris. Twister. Wow. Yeah. Oh what? Let it settle in. Twister. I don't want to let it settle in. Uh, Melody. <laughs> Dorothy. Oh, dumb. Pan's Labyrinth is one of the best movies ever. You hate Pan's Labyrinth. I... Don't, don't bring this what? up. What? <laughs> I still sing that creepy song. Pan's so you, Labyrinth for sure. So, Melody, you did let yourself embrace the darkness in that tale. Yeah, you did not. Okay. Whatever. I right. was disturbed by the film, it's but funny. it's amazing and beautiful and haunting. All right. Agreed. Daniel, what do you think? Yeah, Pan's Labyrinth. Come on. Just, okay. Come on. Josh. Twister. If only I had seen Twister. I could vote for Pan's <laughs> Labyrinth. Yes. Pan's Labyrinth. You, you have because you Pan's saw Pan's Labyrinth. Stuff. Is brilliant. I rode Twister at Universal Studios. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Pan's Labyrinth. Okay, good. Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> All right. So that wraps it up for this version of Screeners versus Flick Chart. We're now up to almost 80 movies ranked. We'll do one more round in a future show and then we'll start to whittle down our list when we start ranking our top 40 against one another. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you uh, agree or disagree with our picks, go to Facebook and let us know. If you like this game or have any other games that you think it might be fun for us to play, just let us know and we'll see you next time on the Cutting Room Floor. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. Thanks for joining us for another episode. As always, if you have anything you'd like to hear us talk about, if you have anything you disagree with, we know there's something you disagree with in this episode. Drop us a line on Facebook. Drop us a comment on ScreenersPodcast.com or tweet us or email us. You know, what, whatever, whatever you do, let's do it together. And we'll see you next time on The Screeners. <laughs> let's get together yeah 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 Think of that all that we so awesome. share <laughs> let's do it together and that's a wrap you've heard what the screeners had to say now you be the critic head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think see you next time <laughs>